Hey, it's Jason Flatland here. You're listening to The Jason Flatland Show, where I'll be sharing everything from sales and webinar tips to improving productivity and reaching your infinite potential. When you're faced with adversity, you have two choices. Choice number one is you let the adversity consume you, and that's what most people do. They need you then. That's an opportunity for you. But personally, whatever your adversity is, you have a second option, and this is the way that I look at it. You can turn your adversity into alchemy. What's an adversity you can turn into alchemy? What's an adversity on behalf of your constituents that you can turn into alchemy? You know what alchemy it is? It's taking thin air and turning it into gold. And people say that doesn't exist. I do it every day. I come up with an idea, an abstract thought, and I turn it into a concrete reality. Gold from thin air. The best way to do that is through your adversity. If it doesn't kill you, you say, how can I learn from this? A unique perspective. So a lot of the audiences that I talk to, unfortunately, less and less, because most, more and more, there's adversity out there now. If you look at the mental health statistics, it ain't good. Anxiety's up, depression is up, suicides are up. Every negative thing is up right now. So people need that more than ever. But it's like, if I can go to a place where I had adversity and I can bring from that the lessons in which it allowed me to thrive, or at least survive, now I have somewhere I can draw upon that nobody else has to draw upon. And how can I have that show up with what I do? So I don't do business, I'm on a mission. And how do I help that person? I might not know their story, and I might not know their suffering, but I know some suffering, and I can relate to that, and I can feel that. People are buying products not necessarily, mostly never to make their life better, but to stop it from getting worse. That's a perspective shift, right? Nobody goes to a therapist and said, man, my life is really good. Let's squeeze a couple more ounces of greatness out of it, right? They go to a therapist because they say, I don't know what else to do. I need help and I'm desperate. People come on webinars because they're desperate. I've tried everything else and it hasn't worked. I don't know why I keep showing up, but I do. Maybe you can help me. And I say, man, if I can't help them, they might quit. And I don't want them to quit. What can I do? How can I turn adversity into alchemy? So my big brother, as I call him, his name is Andre Norman back there. Andre, can, Andre, can you stand up for a second? Andre does a lot of things, but one of the things that Andre does is he, he somehow talked people into giving him a whole decommissioned area of a prison and letting him run it, essentially, right? And Andre says, give me the worst, most violent people you have, the ones you don't want to deal with, put them in this block right here, and I'll take care of them, right? Violent offenders. This was during a period of time where they were closing down and locking down whole states because there were prison riots. And Andre says, give them to me. I'll take care of them. Andre, how many violent offenses have happened since you've put that together? None. Not a single one. And Andre knows that because he spent time on the other side of those bars. He went to prison for many, many years. So he can speak to that experience. And he was able to, from the position he was in, turn adversity into alchemy. Figure it out. Somehow, some way. And Andre is one of the most inspirational people in my life because I recognize that in him and I see that in him and I want to help him in his mission and I want to support him in that. And so it's amazing what doors you can't open on your own that other people can easily open for you. But it's got to be recognized first. They got to know you need help in these areas. And so that's kind of the thing is like, I'm going to try to do it anyway and I will do it anyway, but here are the areas in which my mission can be supported. And some people aren't made to be leaders. In fact, most people are not made to be leaders, but they like supporting a leader. And don't rob them of the benefit of the support. Knowing how to strategically ask for help is one of the greatest positioning concepts you could ever have. That's why I launch a lot of programs where I'm like, I don't know if this will work or not. You want to try it out? I'm essentially telling my customers, I need your help in order to make this the best product I can make it. But when you say, listen, I don't know if this will work or not. You want to try it out with me? First of all, it doesn't get in the way of service. 
make service happen this way. Second of all, it allows them to contribute in meaningful and valuable ways. All my best insights didn't come from this brain. They came from these brains that I was able to listen and be receptive towards. Where's a spot in your business where you have adversity that you could turn into alchemy? And where can you draw upon from past experiences? So in the webinar space, one of the closes I give is this. I talk about there was a period of time in your life where you couldn't feed yourself, you couldn't walk, you couldn't talk, and you went to the bathroom in your own pants, right? And look how far you've come. And they're like, dude, I did. Some of them, right? But think about the ability where they were faced with a challenge and they were able to grow. I can get them to, to tap into that resource. But when you're consumed by fear, you have no resources to tap into. So I have to run it back for them. I have to put them in that position. They say, wow, I can accomplish things under the right circumstances and conditions. And then we take a look at that. Can that be working here? Can I help this person here? And that's powerful. And I learned that by doing webinars and interacting with audiences. And I'm like, okay, cool. How do I help this person get out of their own way? Because that's all I need to do. I don't need to make them better. I need to have them stop picking up a hammer and bashing themselves in the head every day. How do I do that? Or I can help them see a place in the past where they were successful. Here's another webinar close that I use. I said, when you were young, your parents told you not to talk to strangers. And they forgot to put a time limit on it. So here you are, 30, 40, 50 years old and you're still afraid to talk to strangers. Where's that gonna go to? How are you gonna make friends? How are you gonna have partners? How are you gonna have the three Fs, as I heard somebody mention earlier, right? But that's the deal. So I've learned through my audiences, and it's a reoccurring theme of positioning here, is it's better to agree with the limitation than disagree with it. Jason, I need to think about it. Well, what specifically should we think about first? I gotta have enough confidence before I do this. What percentage of confidence is needed for you to say yes? Is it 61%? Is it 52.9%? So a, a strategic principle number 27. Everybody thinks in binary, we need to learn to think in spectrums. So people say, I'm either a winner or I'm a loser, right? That's binary, it's one or the other. People say, I either need to be confident or I can't do it. Well, how do you get confidence? If I need to do it to get confidence, but I gotta have confidence to do it, yeah, I'm never gonna do it, right? So that was one of the closes I learned. What percentage of confidence do you need in order for you to take one step forward? And then I play with it. Is it 32%? Is it? And they're like, I never thought about it like that. The, the goal isn't to get them to agree with you. The goal is to get them to look at it from a different perspective. That's all that it is. They're stuck in their way of thinking right now. I'm either a winner or I'm a loser. I'm either an optimist or I'm a pessimist. I'm either an introvert or an extrovert. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard, right? You're either an introvert or an extrovert, right? So you're either talking to everybody at all the times or you're never talking to anybody ever, right? And we put these labels on ourselves and then the labels define us and then they limit us. So I want to be an introvert to small talk and I want to be an extrovert to big thinking, right? I want to be able to find a position where this is useful and then apply it and see what happens and then learn something from it, right? Hey, Jason Flyland here. Thanks for listening to my podcast. If you found this helpful at all, please leave me a review and thanks again and stay tuned for future episodes.